Hey, welcome to the show. You're listening to the Elder Llama Podcast, where I strive to connect the insights of science and spirituality to empower you to create your ideal life, right? Some call this manifestation, some call this subconscious mind reprogramming. The key is that you're the creator and you can create your life, okay? So understand that you are not victim to your circumstance, nor are you a slave to your past. Because you are a human and you have a conscious brain that you can use to direct your attention, you have creative power in your life. And so, my friend, you are the creator of your reality. This begs the question, what do you want to create? What do you want your life to look like? Right, And this is the most important question we could ask ourselves, besides perhaps, who am I? But really start to dream, imagine, open yourself to the possibility that you're worthy of a life that you love. And so what does that look like? Okay, in the words of Seneca, if a man knows not to which port he sails, no wind is favorable. In other words, you could have all the opportunity all of the abundance, all of the empowering beliefs. But if you don't know where you're going, you're not going to really get anywhere, right? And so we start there with the question, what do you want? This is the vision, a vivid idea of what you want to create. Now, there are six major aspects of the vision. Your identity, your values, your beliefs, your environments, your behaviors, and your capabilities. We want to go through these and determine what is the ideal for us. The version of us who is already in the vision, who has already accomplished that in which we seek, what are their behaviors like? What are their capabilities? What are their beliefs, their values, their environments, etc.? Now, in this particular episode, we're going to go deep into your environments, into what makes up your environment and how we can align your environments with your ideal reality. The term, you're the average of the closest five people in your life, right? And we can extend this to all other sources of information, of content, of circumstance in our life. Ideally, we want to align all information in our environment with the ideal reality. Okay, so your environment first consists of your physical environment, like your workspace, your home space, your leisure time, maybe it's nature, your social space. We want to ensure that all of these environments are in line with the ideal environments. Okay, so we ask ourselves, who am I in my vision? The version of me who's already accomplished that which I seek, what are their environments? Where do they hang out? Who do they hang out with? What does your office look like? What does their home look like? What does their room look like? Right? And wherever there is discrepancy between where we are now and where we want to be, we change that. Okay? And in this way, we start to live in the end. Right? I talk about this with all other aspects of the vision. But how it relates to environments, it's like your environments are telling you, telling your subconscious mind, more importantly, that the vision is here. Right? Your room already looks like you want it to look in the vision. Your workspace already looks like that. 
right? Your friends already resemble those which you seek, right? The information you're consuming, studying, learning, all of that is the information that your higher self would consume, right? And so the goal here is to curate our spaces, our environments, such that they give evidence to our subconscious mind that the vision is here now. This is living in the end, right? A key concept here is that you cannot attract what you want. You can only attract what you are, right? You do not become what you want. You become what you already are. If you want love, if you want abundance, if you want fun, then you must elicit that emotion now, inside out, right? And if we look at neurochemistry, we know that when we consciously elicit that emotion through the process of imagination, of visualization, the subconscious mind and the nervous system does not know the difference, right? This is why Olympic athletes visualize their races. It's because there is tangible response in the nervous system, okay? And we can use this to our advantage as well by providing information to our subconscious mind that the vision is already here. Live in the end, my friend. If you can master this, you will have the power of creation at your fingertips. Now, your environments also consist of your digital influences. Who are you consuming on the internet? What's your social media like? What audios are you listening to? What videos are you watching? What is that all telling your subconscious mind? What we want to do is ask ourselves, what content would my ideal self, the version of me already in the vision, consume? What does their feed look like? Who do they follow? Right? And we start to align ourselves with that version of us. And in this way, we start to change our reality. We start to step into the reality in which we have the vision. Right? And so for me, this highlights a key important fact that manifestation it takes work, right? It's not simply think and it happens, right? You have to identify the ideal reality. What does that look like clearly, specifically, vividly? And you start to step into it, right? Through your environments, through your capabilities, behaviors, skills, etc. Okay? Now, I do think there might be a form of creating your life that is non-Newtonian. That is inside out. That is, you simply imagine and it happens. I, I, I suspect that there is some sort of quantum mechanical explanation for that. That is pr probably beyond the scope of our modern knowledge. But I like to tread in the what science can actually uphold right now. And right now we know from a neurophysiological perspective that this idea of using your imagination to create in your life, to create in your body is very possible and proven, okay? So we want, what we want to do is feed to our subconscious mind information that the vision is here. We do this through how we walk. We do this through how we talk, how we act, how we feel about ourselves, right? And in regards to this episode, we do it through our environments, aligning our physical spaces 
our digital spaces with those that are in line with the vision. Okay, now the next aspect of the environment is the psychological. What books are you reading? What beliefs are you consuming? What audios are listened to? Videos? What information are you consuming? Right, it kind of goes in with the digital. But we really want to stand guard at the door of our minds. Right, beware what information comes in. Be very selective. Right, and we ask ourselves, the ideal version of ourselves, what do they consume? What are their psychological realities? What are their paradigms? And we start to embody those paradigms, start to see the world through their eyes. Now, this, of course, is hard, right? And this is why it's an ideal reality. Because by definition, it's impossible to achieve. It's a limit, right? And we can only approach it. But by aligning ourselves against it, by orienting ourselves to it, we rise. Okay? So... We really want to start to take inventory of our environments. What does our physical space look like? What does our digital environment, our psychological environment look like? Okay. And we want to become observant of how these environments affect us. Okay. If I watch a particular video and I notice that I feel anxious afterwards, then that is something I should write down in my journal. When I watched this video, I felt anxious, right? And this is the process of increasing awareness, right? Joseph Rodriguez talks about this. It's the process of becoming aware of your emotional, mental state such that you can gain insight into the nature of your subconscious mind. Okay, so we start to take inventory of our environments, observing what also creates flow for us. What environments, digital, physical, psychological, Make us feel love, positivity, optimism, courage, enthusiasm, etc. Right? We want to expand those in our lives while reducing those that cause reactivity and tension. Right? Where there's fear, shame, guilt, anger, insecurity, pessimism, overthinking. That is reactivity. Okay? And so, backpedaling a little bit, we look at the vision. What do we want? And we ask ourselves, who are we in that vision? Right? There are six major aspects of that vision. But we're looking at environments. And so we say, the version of myself who's already in the vision, who's already embodying that confidence, who already has that romantic partner, who's already making that money, who already has a career, what are their environments like? And we start to notice a discrepancy between our current environments and those ideal environments, right? And we start to step into that reality of our ideal life, okay? So take inventory. Notice where there's tension or reactivity caused by your environments and notice where there's flow. And we can do this by a specific exercise. And this is your homework for this week, Commit to placing yourself in supportive environments. This is from Joseph Rodriguez's course. Commit to placing yourself in supportive environments, right? Environments that are conducive to the vision, that are in line with your highest reality, in line with the environments of the vision, right? Now, there are three ways of initiating this change. 
we can change how we relate to that person or to that environment by changing our beliefs, right? Because it's not the thing itself that's causing reactivity, right? It's, it's not the person themselves or the environment themselves it, itself. It's how we perceive it, it, okay? And so if we can change our perception, then we can change our relationship to that environment. And you change your perception by changing your belief, right? If I believe that people are inherently good and generous, and I see someone smiling at me, I'm going to perceive and experience that smile very differently than if I believe that people were naturally self-centered and selfish and always out to get something, right? And this way, your beliefs, they shape your reality. Because what is reality besides your perception? Okay? So we want to commit to placing ourselves in supportive environments. And the first way of change is changing how we relate to that person or that environment. Now the other, now the second way of change is full acceptance, right? Fully accepting the situation that you're in and just going with it, right? Not really feeling any resistance, any need to change it. It's just full, okay, this is where I'm at, I accept. And when we do that, we let the flow of consciousness, as Eckhart Tolle says, into our lives. And we feel it, right? When you accept something, you kind of experience this like letting go, this relaxation of your grip. And it's quite relieving. The third way of change is changing your environment, right? Changing the way your office looks, changing where you're working, changing your environment, right? Commit to performing these changes. As you move through your life, notice how your physical, digital, psychological environments make you feel. If they make you feel flow, expand them in your life. If they make you feel reactive, cut back on those, right? And we want to root all of this action in the question of what do my ideal environments look like? The version of me who's already in the vision, what do their environments look like? When we start to align our current environments with the ideal reality. Let me give you a particular example. One of my clients, he is struggling with self-confidence. And in his work, he finds it very difficult to feel confident in, in what he's doing. right? And, and he struggles with asking for help. He feels like he's kind of an imposter there. And that environment in his work is... Not something we're really going to change, right? Like he's not going to quit his job, right? Now we can either change how we relate to those challenges or we can fully accept those challenges, right? And what we want to do is change how we relate to that particular situation. And that's what we've done together, right? Where instead of seeing, oh, I am bad at this particular task. I have to ask for help. How embarrassing. I'm not worthy of this employment position, I am wasting the resources of my company. Somebody else could do this better than I am. Those are very limiting and detrimental beliefs, right? So we want to change how we relate to that challenge, to that uncertainty, right? To our need to ask for help. And we can say something like, I recognize that people in my workplace genuinely want to help me. That they understand where I'm at, that they were once in my shoes, and that they are generous with their support. 
Further, I understand that any challenge I face is directly contributing to my growth. If this were a video game, then this challenge, this adversity would be mana. And as I move through it, I am leveling up my person. And so I move forward into my work with full trust in myself, knowing that I'm held, that I'm supported, and that I have everything I need to succeed. Right? You see, through an affirmation like that, we can really start to change how we relate to that environment. Right? Now, how do we get that affirmation into the subconscious mind? Right? How do we move it from concept, intellectual ideation, to in our bodies, in our nervous systems, default mode of operating? What we want to do is interact with this affirmation, this new paradigm, with as many senses as possible. We want to make it as emotional as we can, such that we enlist as much neurochemical activity in line with the vision as we can. Right? When you tell yourself an empowering affirmation like that, and not only do you say it, but you incantate it, you feel it, there's emotion and power behind it, your subconscious mind doesn't know the difference. I mean, we know this neurobiologically. Your limbic system, the emotional center of your brain, releases a chemical cocktail that simulates that vision. It's no different from actually experiencing it. Now, if we can stimulate this chemical cocktail consistently, repeatedly, we will make it a habit. And we will train our bodies, our subconscious mind, to see that out in the world. And in this way, you don't have to consciously think about this new belief, this new paradigm. In the same way, you don't have to consciously think about walking or brushing your teeth. Right? It's in your body. It's habitual. And in this way, we start to reprogram the subconscious mind. But it all starts with asking ourselves, what do we want? Right? What do we want to create in our lives? Dream, imagine. Open yourself up to the possibility of living a life you freaking love. Okay? And you ask yourself, what does that look like? Who am I in the vision? What are my environments in the vision? Okay, and you start to curate the spaces in your life, the digital, the psychological, the physical spaces, such that they are conducive to your vision. Slowly and surely, all of our environments are signaling to our subconscious mind that the vision is here. And this is the concept that Neville Goddard discusses, which is living in the end, acting, being, feeling as if it already is. Right? Because, my friends, you cannot create what you want. You can only create what you already are. Okay, so analyze those environments, identify what those environments are ideally, and start to step into that reality. You're powerful, you're the creator of your life, and you have so much to give. Okay, and it's our duty, I see it, to express those gifts and uplift ourselves, our communities, and humanity as a whole. So I hope this helps. I hope you found this valuable. If you did, share it with a friend. And if you'd like to go deeper into how to actually develop a vision, I created a journal and guide that will guide you through the six aspects of the vision so that you can know exactly what you want to create. Okay, that's in my stand store in my link in bio. I also have some free affirmations that you can use for money, for self-worth, for confidence, for working out that I trust you'll find valuable. This has been the Elder Lama Podcast, episode 27. Thank you so much for listening. I truly appreciate your attention and have a beautiful day.